health and longevity, lower blood pressure, less chance of heart disease, the ability to you know, play with your kids, have more energy and beat off fatigue. These are all the byproduct of exercise. And it has to be done on a regular basis. All those things are hugely important. And when you have kids, you want to be around as long as you can. You want to be as healthy as you can so you can enjoy life. And then those are like the things that are the most important. Hey, what's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Fatherly Figure Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Golden II, and I appreciate you for hitting play on this podcast. As always, if you feel like passing on a blessing, do me a favor and like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can let your family and friends know that they can find this show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and the Stitcher Podcast app. Also, do me a favor and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at underscore fatherly figure. So I wanted to start this show off by wishing you all a happy holidays for me. Thanksgiving kicks off the holiday season, which includes Turkey Day, of course, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and of course the New Year, New Me, New Year's Day. And for some of you Seinfeld fans, I will also throw in that uh, festive pole celebration uh, I never really got it, but hey, you see, I'm clearly cultured. So, yeah, happy holidays to everybody. Um, Thanksgiving is definitely my favorite day on the holiday season schedule. Uh, I would make an argument that we should get rid of Valentine's Day and uh, get another Thanksgiving-like celebration on it popping because who needs to waste commercial dollars telling somebody that you love them for one day? Well, you can do it for 365 days out of the year instead of just, you know, one day, February 14th. But, you know, hey, that's a conversation for another day. And yes, I'm well aware of the history uh, Thanksgiving brings, but it does not take away the opportunity for me to take advantage of this off day and spend a little time with my folks, my family, especially now in 2019. This is my daughter's first Thanksgiving day getting the opportunity to spend time and meet some of her family members for the first time. So, yeah, you know, I'm all about Thanksgiving. Not only am I about Thanksgiving because you get to spend time with your family and friends, but uh, some people like to throw down on this day. So that is what I'm all about, the food, football, and family. And shout out to my wife because this sister loves taking advantage of the shopping deals that comes with the holiday weekend. So I'm ready to make this argument why Thanksgiving trumps all other holidays, including Christmas. But this episode isn't about how many plates I plan on consuming this holiday weekend, but more so about, you know, uh, realizing that the holidays bring on, you know, opportunity for us to put on extra pounds and, uh, you know, we kind of get a little distracted with life and mess around and not stay disciplined by hitting that gym. With this holiday season coming up, there's so many excuses people can make as to why they don't have time to work out. I'm very much guilty of making those excuses. A lot of times I 
think I have legit excuses why I can't ever make the gym. You know, if you all know me, I work really odd hours. I usually work like 3 a.m. to noon. So, and then also, uh, we have a three-month-old baby. So, I mean, sleep has just completely been thrown out the door over the last few months. And also, I have a 40-minute commute. Uh, I have personal projects I have to do. I'm wanting to get involved with it, get it accomplished, blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, I make up a lot of excuses, but I know I'm not the only one. And what's interesting is I have a colleague of mine who literally can make the exact same excuses as me, but yet he makes time to work out every day. This person I'm talking about is WSMV morning anchor Chris Miller. The dude works the same hours as I do, has a family, has a similar commute as I, but yet he prioritizes and dedicates his time to work out every day. So with me observing this, I thought he would be the perfect person to have on the show to talk about what he does to stay active and maintain that fitness journey of his and also how to avoid this dad bot that everybody constantly talks about, especially when you first have kids. In my conversation with Chris, he told me there are a few simple exercises that you literally could do anytime in any place that can help you jumpstart and maintain your fitness journey. I was more than happy to have Chris on the show to talk about his dedication to staying fit, balancing life as a husband and father, and for him to share some of his tips and tricks on avoiding the dad bar. Also, you'd be very surprised what he's listening to during his workout. So we're going to get into that. You are listening to the Fatherly Figure Podcast with my guest, Chris Miller, morning anchor of WSMV TV. Man, well, first of all, like I said, I appreciate you coming on to the Fatherly Figure Podcast. Uh, I know, like I said, you're just getting off work and uh, you are, um, you know, you work coming in early in the morning, uh, coming in and anchor the show. Uh, I wanted to quickly just ask you, like, are you sleepy? How does your, uh, first of all, how does your sleep schedule <laughs> work? <laughs> oh, the sleep schedule is nuts. <laughs> I probably go to sleep about... Um, I go to sleep way too late, but so I wake up every day, probably like two thirty, or maybe I'll hit the snooze a few times, like three o'clock at the very latest. And I'm, I'm going to bed at like nine 30 or 10 at night. So yeah, on, normally on weeknights, you know, I get definitely no more than five hours of sleep in, a night, which is super rough, but I still try to take a nap cause both of my kids are young. So they grab a nap still during the day and, and so I take one with them. And so our life is li- literally about energy management <laughs> for our kids. It's like <laughs> I've never heard when they're before. awake. <laughs> yeah, energy management. And you'll learn about it. You know, when you need your kids to take a nap, you're going to run them out a little bit more and try to drain their energy down so they sleep so dad can sleep too. So when I get home, if my wife's had them inside all day, and, and we homeschool our kids. So mm-hmm. if she's had them inside and not active and not playing or running around or anything like you know, A, we want kids to do that. We want them right. to be energetic and get that out. But but B, they're not going to be exhausted. And then I can't get a nap. And if I can't get a nap, I'm running all day long on five hours of sleep. And I'm going to be a grumpy man. And I know that. So right. I have to, like, sort of manage my attitude ahead of time. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, since I have went on and worked on the morning show, um, even before, you know, my wife and I had our first child, 
I noticed like, hey, around two o'clock, one o'clock, even when, you know, just in the afternoons and she wants to do stuff, I'm like, hey, I'm about to start getting cranky. It's nothing, against, <laughs> it's nothing against you, I promise, but like, we're going to have to start, you know, uh, get, you know getting situated because I don't want to have to take it out <laughs> on you. And, Dude, uh, you you nailed it. It's like one o'clock or two o'clock. You just hit a wall. Right. And I feel like that was, I didn't have that before I was a parent. Mm-hmm. And like, and ever since like even kid one was born, I was like, it's that afternoon nap I need. And I don't know, maybe it's something we all just need and we're neglecting. Maybe we all just need a little rest in the middle of the day. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my dad used to come home when, uh, when I was a kid and, you know, come for work after five o'clock and take a nap and, I, now I understand it. I truly get it. <laughs> I truly get it. I was just like, you know, hey, you got to take a, you know, early evening nap just to, you know, I guess do it right back again and get up and eat dinner and stuff like that. But, you know, go to bed. So, um, well, you know, you think about it like you're working hard all morning long at work or mm-hmm. all day long, whoever, whatever your schedule is. And and then when you go home, when you have kids it's a whole nother job and takes a whole nother level of energy that matches or even requires more energy than your actual job. Right. So it's like, it's like if you don't have a moment to reset like your dad or me or anybody else and, and get a rest or at least gather your thoughts together and calm yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to turn into an animal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's only, that's the only way to, to describe it as, uh, like I say, you just like, you're not yourself. And this is like those Snickers commercials, but, you know, instead you need a Snickers and you do not. For sure, man. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. You don't want to get around in it. But the other thing is, too, is just knowing that about yourself and knowing this is the time that, you know, you sort of lose it or it's going to be hard. You can anticipate that because the last thing, you know, I want to do is like lash out on my wife or kids. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like then they're like the easiest thing, like, oh, there's a few dishes in the sink or oh, my kids left some drawings or markers out and they didn't put the lids on, uh-huh. which is not a big deal. When I'm right. rested, I'm like, oh, hey, guys, remember, put the lids on the yeah. markers, you know, but if I'm tired, I'm going to be like, what's going on? <laughs> like, do you think dad wants to spend all his money on markers? You know, and that's an right. actual conversation that I had like two days ago. I was grumpy <laughs> and I didn't get any rest. Right. Uh, well, I want to uh, also, you know, the reason why I asked you to come on the show, because uh, with all the the schedule that you have and like I said, balancing, you know, your career and your family and, then you know, that's huge. But then you also dedicate the time to work out. And I um, wanted to just kind of ask you, uh, first of all, you know, we, how do you, you know, that's, that's the whole thing that's constantly talked about whenever you have kids, especially as a man, though, it's a jokingly deal talking about the dad bod. And so, yeah. uh, <laughs> first of all, I want to kind of uh, get your definition of the dad bod. Uh, <laughs> like I said, because we, we all come in different shapes and sizes. So what is your yeah. definition of the dad bod? The dad bod is soft. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> I mean, you, you. it doesn't matter if you were a lineman or you were like a running back or you were like a thin wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Like you said, do y'all come in all shapes and sizes? The dad bod is soft. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can be skinny fat, you can be large fat, mm-hmm. but you're soft because your, your muscles, you know, you, your body is a product of what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's a direct reflection of, of what you you require of your body. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't work in a, I don't work in a position that requires me to like kick down doors and run into buildings and save people's lives. But 
so I, I got at least eight hours of my life every single day where I'm not doing that stuff. Right. You know, at, at least. And then I guarantee you the rest of the day I'm not doing that stuff either. But I want my body to be trained that if I was presented with a scenario like that, I could. And I've always worked out because of playing sports and mm-hmm. football forever. And mm-hmm. But I, I think having kids sort of brought it more real to me where it's like I'm not running. I'm not working out for a three or four second burst like I did in football now. I'm training for what's the best, you know, survival scenario and how can I best train my body for that? So I've adapted my workouts for that. Uh, My time constraints are much different now. So I have to fit it into a smaller schedule. It's usually 25 minutes and I make it hard for 25 minutes because it's like, like if I'm confronted by a scenario where I have to, you know, do something or help someone or something like that, I imagine that taking you know like you know if i'm running from someone a wild animal i don't know i mean i you know how we are we're guys right, you're right. with all these weird imaginative <laughs> scenarios you're right you never know when the zombie apocalypse will hit so. <laughs> yeah things that'll never happen but god forbid that that battle or whatever right. it is doesn't last any more than 25 minutes so i'm going to train my body to be able to every day to go really hard for 25 minutes upper body lower body whatever to to uh, tackle some kind of strenuous activity. So it's not football anymore, you know, where I'm trying to press something real quick and throw a guy out of the way, you know, or work on your clean and jerk and your squats to take someone down. Like, obviously, I'm not doing that. That's not mm-hmm. practical for me anymore. But but also, like, I, you know, I think with the time constraints, I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, how can I best be effective with this short amount of time I have mm-hmm. and, and make this an intentional priority in my life so I'm prepared first situation like that yeah and the dad bod man it's soft and we battle it because there's so many things and we're exhausted you know there's so many things taking our attention and then we're worn out and we want to sit down and watch netflix or take a nap or whatever Mm -hmm. and the last thing we want to do is work out which is why we have to make a very intentional effort to work out because it's like for for exercise and working out uh, i once heard some lady say when you're thinking about doing it, you have five seconds to move or you're gone. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. But if, if you think about it, the reason why none of us work out is because we come up with a mil- million excuses why. That's me. And so, so she, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think, every, and I, me too. Like, it's like, I, I literally have to be so intentional about it that it's like, this is the time I do it. You know, it's almost like you have to have so many routines attached to it and nothing can get in your way Okay. Uh, unless it's an emergency mm-hmm. or something like that. There, there are some things, but it has to be so important because we'll come up with anything. You know, there's an email I got to check. I got to get back to somebody. Oh, my mom called and left a message and, you know, something about my aunt Susie, which doesn't need to be tackled right now. Right. But but you do have a small window of time to exercise right now. And if you don't do it right now, you may lose that motivation within seconds. So it's, so what she was saying is you've got a few seconds to move toward that. With the put the shoes on, put the shorts on, whatever. You're moving in that direction. And now when you're moving in that direction, you're going for it. And even if you're like, dang, I can't do it. I don't want to do it today. You tell yourself, you know what? I'm just going to get on the floor and do six push-ups. That's it. And then I'm going to be done. Well, guess what? Once you do six push-ups, you're going to be like, nah, I got to do more. Okay. But if you just tell yourself to do something small, once you get in the process of it, you're going to trick yourself. You're going to be like, nah, 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 you got more than that. 
and you'll you'll do more. But whatever you have to tell yourself to get in that mode where you're ready to work out and exercise, you got to do it. And you got to do it every day because when you think about the dividends that pay, health and longevity, lower blood pressure, less chance of heart disease, the ability to, you know, play with your kids, have more energy and beat off fatigue. These are all the byproduct of exercise. Mm -hmm. And it has to be done on a regular basis. All those things are hugely important. And when you have kids, you want to be around as long as you can. You want to be as healthy as you can so you can enjoy life. And then those are like the things that are the most important. And then there's the extrinsic values, which is like, oh, I want to look better when I'm in a right. swimsuit or those kind, which are also very, very valid. But they all fall second in place to those those first things, which are just health related. Right. Uh, I was going to ask you. Um, so did your fitness journey, had, have you pretty much always maintained your fitness journey throughout your adulthood? I know you say, you know, you come from playing sports, playing football and then. Yeah. Um, or did you know? Did this come you know before or after you had kids? I mean, because I guess also I forgot your your wife is a fitness model, correct? Yeah, she so, she is, and and people will put it on her like, oh, it's because your wife's a fitness model. Mm -hmm. That's not why. Okay, uh, we don't work out together. She doesn't write plans for me. She doesn't work me out. I don't work out with her. I do a different style. Um, so that really, I I know everybody likes to think like, oh, they they see me eating like chips or something. Oh, your wife's gonna be mad. She doesn't <laughs> care. She right. doesn't care. Like. Um, we, part of the reason we jived is because we were both into fitness. It was okay. a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I have always been into it. Um, not like a student of the game, but I've always just done it. It's always been something I did. And, um, you know, I, there's so many people, guys that are athletes used to be athletes, whatever. And, and then we just, we kind of fell off. Yeah. We don't need to fall off, but we need to tweak it a little bit because, for you or me to lay down on a bench and, you know, try to push up 300 pounds anymore right. or do or do clean and jerk, we're going to injure ourselves. And it's just not helpful to our daily lives now. It's not. We got to find a different type of exercise that, that, that can fit into our lives and what we want to accomplish, what our goals are for to, what to do with our kids and how we want to feel. I mean, I, we, were, we were traveling um, in May and we went to Iceland. And mm -hmm. I had this idea way up on top of this mountaintop was this river that was a geothermal hot spring. It was 104 degrees in a river flowing on the side of a mountain. Oh, wow. And it was way up this mountain. And, and I'm like, I, we have got to do that. Like, it's just a river. I'm like, we have got to go there. My wife's like, how? She's like, how could we were driving by it? It was seven o'clock at night and it stays late. It stayed, it stayed light, you know, right, really yeah. late there with that time of year. And it's, you know, way up North, but I was like, we got to do it. She's like, how are we going to do the kids and everything? I'm like, let's just go, let's just do it. We'll figure it out. Right. We carried the kids. She carried our daughter and I carried my son six years old on our back the whole way. I did not get tired once. I wasn't exhausted. It was no problem. We just charged up that hill, took them. I was like, I had a goal in mind. I'm getting to this. And I'm like, that's it. That's why I do it. That was the reason why. You don't get to prove it in your life that much, but in that moment, it made every single day of that 20 or 25 minute exercise worth every minute. Yeah, I wasn't fighting a wolf in the wild, which is what my imagination would tell me I'm training for. <laughs> and I wasn't like beating down the door of a neighbor's house and carrying out him and his wife on one shoulder, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, I, th that's what I'm always like, yeah, that's what I'm working out for. Like, 
things like that. But no, but it, but it was this moment and to go to this river, which was absolutely amazing and worth every step of the way. But more than that was just the event itself of like, Hey man, this feels so awesome. Like a man with no dad bod beating Mm -hmm. back the dad bod, carrying my son on my back and my daughter or my wife by my side doing the same with our daughter. And we were, we were good, man. It was fine. Now, let me ask you, because you talk about just uh, doing these things, because, you know, especially the environment plays a, ro- a huge role. You grew up uh, in Denver. You lived in Utah and uh, Washington, correct? Washington State? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, you know, so you all you live in these places where, like, you know, hmm. that's what people do. They go outdoors. They, they go yeah. hey, hiking in the mountains and stuff like that. So how much, like, uh, the region or the area that you live in uh, play a role into your yeah. fitness journey? Dude, that's good. That's true. Because, uh, you know, your peers, obviously, in every aspect mm-hmm. of life have have um, some bearing on your 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 behavior. Um, and those are right there. Those are three states I lived in that are in the top 10 or even top five of the healthiest states in the United States. And here we are in, in Tennessee and we're right at the bottom. Right. I mean, we had a story like a couple weeks ago. We're literally like it was like we we're forty six or Wait, something like that. Was it like worse than like, Mississippi? <laughs> Mississippi and uh, Alabama were worse. Okay, All and, right. and West Virginia, West Virginia was worse. Kentucky was worse. So I think that put us at about forty six, if I remember correctly. Um, don't quote me on that, mm-hmm. but we were right there. We were in the forties, and it was like, yeah, okay, I know that, and I've known that about moving to this region and that. There are plenty of cool things to do outside and everything else. But I think the thing is, is because we surround ourselves with our peers on my Instagram feed, you'll find people like Laird Hamilton, who's a big wave surfer mm-hmm. in in Hawaii. Um, there's a couple other guys. I don't even remember their names, but I just follow them in the fitness industry and they do stuff that I can't even come close to doing. But it's in my feed. So psychologically, I get annoyed because I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, you can do all this cool stuff that I can't do. But I see it. And it's going into my subconscious. And so now I've, because we're on social media so much and we're always scrolling through our phones, we can surround ourselves with whatever peers we want, mm-hmm. you know? And now we're witnessing that. You may not see it in real life, but you're watching someone work out and it's, you're bypassing it and scrolling past it. But suddenly now that's triggering something in the back of your head that's going like, I'm around people who exercise. Right. I'm seeing people who like to work out. And I think that that plays a role in it. I mean, yeah, I mean, certainly if, if it's, it's a huge deal, like, you know, you're married and your spouse doesn't work out and thinks it's a joke and a waste of time, it's going to be more difficult for you. That's right. a fact. Mm-hmm. So it, it always helps. And any trainer will tell you, like, what, what's your surroundings like? What's your family like? Do they support this journey for you? Are they interested in getting into this journey with you? Because when you have a support system, that goes a long way. And then, it, it, you know, eventually when you when you do it long enough, like, now, I don't want to work out with anybody else because I have my routine and I, I don't need motivation mm-hmm. and I do my thing and I, I don't want to be slowed down. You know, but, but before that pattern and that habit is put into place in your life, you, yeah, you've got to have that support system. Because if you don't, and especially if people are giving you like contrary advice, like, oh, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. Right. You know, like that's going to bring you down and, and, and drag on you. But you can combat that. And if you're not around people working, if you can't get to the gym, at least you can have it on your social media feed. Okay. And then at least it's it's coming into your life. Right. Because uh, I was going to um, ask you with, uh, I think I agree with you 
you know, your peers play a huge role. Just a perfect example. Back when I lived in Oklahoma City, uh, there was a reporter, me and her good friends, uh, Leslie Rangel. She's the morning anchor at uh, the uh, at a station in Austin, Texas. But when I worked with her, she was heavily into eating healthy, eating better, uh, you know, uh, meal prepping, uh, even when we were out and about, you know, cause how crazy it is working in the news industry. I mean, uh, even if she, she always asked me, Hey, can we stop by a gas station so I, so I can warm up my food? Or can we stop by Whole Foods? Huh. And then, like I said, uh, and granted, I, you know, just for financial reasons, I try not to eat out too much, but I mean, that influenced me and she never looked down on me or, you know, made any side comments. Like if I did stop by, you know, Chick-fil-A or, you know, just some fast food place, but like I said, it's just, you know, because I was constantly around her, I did find myself wanting to, having the desire to, you know, uh, do a better job with, you know, eating cleaner. And like I said, because I literally worked with her every day. So it was just kind of, you know, that she influenced me during that time. And um, but also, and you talked about, you know, having the support. Um, how much growing up did you see, did you see your parents or any of your family members, you know, make a fitness a priority? Did you see experience that growing up? No, I mean, not, not to, certainly not to any substantial level. Like, uh, you know, my mom always had like an exercise bike in the house and she always had some lighter dumbbells for my brother and I, um, she was certainly encouraged us to, she got us a punching bag mainly cause she didn't want us to punch each other. She wanted <laughs> okay. us to go punch the bag. So she got, she got boxing gloves to punch the bag. We ended up putting boxing gloves on and punching each other. You know, I mean, your boys. That's what right. You do. Um, she always encouraged it, which was very helpful. Um, and my dad too. I mean, growing up, I remember he always had like a jump rope and some. But I never saw either of them using either of those, any of those yeah. things. But they they encouraged it, so the encouragement helps. And they know my mom knew I, you know, was playing sports, and so she wanted to get us a weight bench and that kind of thing. Didn't have a lot of money, so. Mm-hmm some ch- cheap one but you know i'm down there racking my biceps you know yeah because you're a teenager didn't... trying to you know get those yeah <laughs> Flex yeah your muscles. <laughs> yeah says so what it's all about then i had those skinny arms you know and to get that worked out um so, but so, so the the encouragement from family was, was huge but certainly it was something that i had to delve in on my own and i, I think the real reason for that was me being a puny kid Okay. And there's those aha moments um, where I was like, no, I'm not, that's not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Whether it was being bullied in middle school, I didn't work out then. But, mm-hmm. you know, a few times I was bullied and I'm like, I'm not going to be seen as an easy target. Right. You know, I want to be fit. So, so people won't even think about bullying me. I want to be bigger. I want to look like I have muscle. I want to look like the kind of guy that people aren't going to mess with. And then along with that, you work out, you feel more confident about yourself. You hold your head up higher and then. People look, you You look like you have your stuff together. You're not, you know, slumped down. And I was a scrawny kid. I had asthma. And I was an easy target. Right. Um, I was going to ask you with, um, you said, you know, you, your wife and I prioritize fitness. What activities do, do you guys do for your kids to, you know, granted your kids are young, but like I said, because just last week when we were trying to schedule time to do this, he was like, hey, I'm going to take my kids rock climbing. So clearly, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, you know, like I say, that's one activity that you guys do with your kids. But what are some other things that other parents can do? Yeah, that was part of that energy management thing we were talking about. Like, it will wear them out so they'll take a nap later or go to sleep earlier. But I, I'm always looking for – so 
since we homeschool our kids and um, I always look at education and priority as being threefold mind, body, spirit. Okay. And so every day I have to achieve something that stimulates me in all three of those categories. And, and so I look at, I look at it the same way for my kids they are being educated. So they need to be educated, mind, body, spirit, you know? So I'm like, okay, so what has my son learned today? Is there something that we can progress on that he didn't know yesterday we can teach him about today um you know and and um the body thing it's yeah so we went the indoor rock climbing we do that a lot um we we could just go outside and explore always we're we're like we wear big rubber boots and we go climbing through the rivers and catch creatures and all these kind of things you know and it's like flip over rocks and look for salamanders mm-hmm. and things like that. But, but it's a great education for my son and it's not laying on the floor, playing toys with them, which it can be exhausting. And parents, you know, you get into that and your kids just want to play with you all the time. So why not do something you like to do too and make it, then bring your kid in it. Cause they will get it. They will enjoy whatever it is you enjoy as long as you make it fun for them and engaging right. for them. So we enjoy being active. And so we try to get them in those things. I like being outside and exploring and that. And, you know, it's hard if, you, if you're a parent, you don't really like those things. As I become a father and, you know, just reflecting about my childhood and um, and then just talking with other people, realizing how much of your childhood sticks with you also into your adulthood. Um, you know, I guess for me growing up, my my dad, you know, was heavily he was I always tell people he's my very first coach. I mean, he coached me in uh, baseball. That was the very first sport I played was baseball. Played basketball and football all throughout the year. And the deal is, you know, he, you know, he coached me, and so uh, of course he made sure I was in, heavily involved with sports, especially with me being a bigger kid. Uh, so you know, I think he it was a priority for him to make sure that I was constantly active, my brother and I. Uh, but the thing is, like I said, I, I saw him a few times playing sports, but like I never really seen him be active. Uh, in that sense, like I said, I guess he's, you know, he could just always kind of took on that coach's role. And, um, but, but the deal is, I guess, you know, constantly because like I said, with all the health issues and, you know, the hereditary, uh, issues with diabetes and high blood pressure run into my life and, uh, in my family's uh, life, I try to keep a very conscious effort, um, uh, with making sure, you know, I, you know, make, I mean, not, cause I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, <laughs> working out is priority, but at least try to get there at least once a week. I do make a lot of excuses and uh, I'm still trying to figure out like the balance and trying to make it a priority. I just can't get past that, that second or third month. I could do it for a solid two or three months. I mean, go really be really good about it. Then something happens like, I don't know, holidays comes up yeah and uh yeah. so speaking of like what would you suggest for people to you know s- stick with you know working out and you know traveling you know working around working out and uh navigating with traveling uh during the holidays and eating and all that stuff man it's hard because you, you know you go on vacation or something and that knock you right off course in a hurry like i'm all about uh, the only way to to really start a habit is the habit is to make it as easy and convenient as humanly possible until it has you hooked. Mm-hmm. And then, then you'll just be motivated to get more out of it on your own. You don't have to rely on it being easy at that point because you're going to go seek out more. Um, so it's just got to be, it's got to be so simple. I mean, uh, going to the gym, it's, it's hard. And, and 
you added an, another several steps there. So when you talk about that five seconds of, you know, where you put it on your shorts or tie your shoes or whatever, well, now there's so many, if you have to get in a car, start the car, drive the car, if it's cold outside, if you need to wear a jacket, you know, if you need to, and then you have to go inside and talk to the person at the front desk that always talks to you that you're annoyed by, or there's so many different factors when you add a gym or something like, or anything, when you add anything, it adds so many more components that can be excuses. And so I'm all about stripping that away, especially when you haven't had, when you don't have that habit in your life yet, when it's not part of your in, your 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 ingrained daily habit. You, you've got to cut away any amount of excuses that can be made. So, what that means to me is, start in your household with no equipment because you can take that to your parents' house for Thanksgiving or whatever and start with a very small commitment and add on from there. So what I would say for someone who doesn't work out or is not very fit or is just not into this lifestyle at all, learn how to do a squat. You know, if mm -hmm. you're an athlete, you already know how to do that. And Daryl, I know you know how to do mm -hmm. a good squat. Yeah. So, yep. um, so do, a, do body weight squats deep good solid squat that's going to burn your legs a little bit do 10 10 that's it every single day and when you feel like it's not enough do more and when you feel like that's not enough add something else and it will just it will evolve on its own but all you need to do it will evolve all on its own you don't need to even make a plan all you need to do is say i'm going to do 10 squats a day no matter what, no matter where I am, no matter what excuse happens, every day I have to fit in 10 squats. Okay, so you know the running back that was with the Chicago Bears for a while and then went to the Jets, Thomas Jones, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Have you heard that? Yep. Okay, so Thomas. Thomas Jones is a running back for these teams, and um, the dude was jacked. He is jacked. Like, he's not very tall. He's small, so he knew he had to work hard. Um, but that guy had a commitment to be in the gym every day, no matter what. And, you know, his schedule, he might be traveling with mm -hmm. the jet. I remember I, I read a little bit of a story from him. Like he, he played a game in Chicago and then immediately had to fly to New York or whatever. And it ended up being like two 30 at night and he had not even had a moment to breathe. And he went down to the gym at the hotel after playing a football game that day, and dealing with all this stuff with his family and everything else, and went and got a pump in at the gym at like 2.30 in the morning. And when you read everything he did in his life that day, you're just stunned. Like, what? Like, I would totally phone And they, they were like, why would you do that? And he's like, that was just the commitment I made. Like, it's like, I'm going to do it. So, you know, his was more involved than 10 bodyweight squats, mm -hmm. you know. And it, but that's, that's where it started with him or anybody else. He didn't like go, okay, every day I'm going to just work my arms and then my back for three sets and then my, <laughs> then I'm going to do my calf raises. You know, that's silly. You can't, you can't expect yourself to stick with a plan if it's all these components of a, of a complicated workout. And that's why people, if you want that, a lot of people have to, they start with a trainer because they want that. And if you want that, that person will encourage you, push you through it. They'll, they'll call you up and say, why aren't you showing up? Hey, you're coming late. You need to get here. You know, and, but not everybody can afford a trainer or maybe doesn't right. even have the time for it. Like, so that means you've got to be your trainer. And to me, the only way to start out doing that is to make a very minimal uh, commitment. 
And that's something you can do anywhere with no equipment. To me, that is absolutely key and it has to be extremely small. Because you something, you know, you're, you're with your parents on Thanksgiving and you're mm-hmm. like, dude, I, I don't have half an hour to break away and do right. this. But you have six minutes where you can do 10 bodyweight squats. I mean, it may take someone that long. I don't know. But wh- whatever it is, it has to be very small. And then do it. If you just do it every day, every single day, whoa, guess what? After a while, you got a habit and this is your response and this is what you're doing. And then you're going to be like, okay, hey, you know what? I kind of want to add this. And squats, the reason why I picked that is because it works the largest muscles in your body, which are your glutes and your quads. When you work the largest muscles in your body, you burn the most amount of fat. And so contrary to popular belief, you cannot spot treat. So if you want nice abs, you do a ton of crunches. Sure, your strength will grow mm-hmm. in your core, but it's not going to show. It's not going to show up at all until you burn the fat. And you burn the fat by working the biggest muscles because they require the most oxygen and the most energy. And your thighs and glutes are the biggest muscles. So work that, you'll burn the most fat. Well, in the words of my mom, used to, she told me once, hey, a push-up is free. So, boom. <laughs> yeah. A hey, push-up is free. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Um, um, we're going to talk about, <clears throat> have, have a conversation with Chris and talk about fatherhood a little bit. And um, you're listening to the Father Figure podcast with my guest, Chris Miller, WSMV Morning Anchor. Hey, we're back. We're listening to the Fatherly Figure podcast with my guest, Chris Miller, WSMV Morning Anchor. Um, so just recently, you uh, had got a chance to a real sit down interview, mic'd up and everything. Uh, got a chance to interview your son. What, what was that experience like for you? Yes, uh, I was out there with my son. I brought him along for a story. So I usually work in the mornings. And in this case, I had to go interview someone in the evening. And I'm like, this is my family time. And that's another intentional priority for me. I don't like that to be infringed on you Mm -hmm. know my workouts are something i'm intentional about my family time i'm very intentional about so i'm like i'm with my son my wife was with my daughter and i'm like i'm gonna bring my son to this and it ended up being a cardio dance class that he absolutely loved but before any of that we were waiting for the person to arrive we need to do some mic checks and all that and so we were like "Well, well let's just mic up my son and we mic'd him up we mic'd me up and we just started talking And we started doing a little bit of interview. And at first, I was just kind of playing around like, what's your favorite Halloween candy? It was right before Halloween. And when I look at his face, you know, and he had the cameras on him. He had the lights on. And he just had the hugest smile on his face. He just felt so good because it was like you get to see his dad doing what his dad does. And at the moment, I was kind of talking to the photographers on the side asking my son, looking at my phone, answering text messages from this lady who was running a little bit behind. And, and my son was totally secondary. But in his mind, he was the subject of an interview. Right. And I, and I actually came back to the station and I'm, I'm logging the video of my actual interview with the woman. And it pulled up and it first pulled up with this two shot with my son. And he's sitting there. And I, I kind of smiled and laughed. And I'm like, let me listen to a little of this. And I'm watching him and I'm watching his face just beaming and a huge smile. And, and I asked him, what's your favorite Halloween candy? And I, I wasn't even really listening to him. I was kind of talking to other people and everything. And he, he, I could see this, this expression of sort of concern on his face. Like, hey, Dad, are we going to do this interview? You know, like, 
and and it w- watching it back like was so sweet and it really impacted me and reminded me of something I'm always trying to tell myself is like you have to be present in the moment and here's my sweet boy right here that was like oh he's gonna come along with me and be my sidekick and just I've got to bring you right. along because you know I'm just gonna let you show what I want no he was having his own experience and I and he needed to be just as valued as the photographers or the lady coming to the interview and so I watched that and, and we did we had a good time we both did the cardio dance class in the back and I asked him about his candy and all that but watching it and watching his expression back made me realize too he's a human being having an experience loves being there with his dad and just because they're your kid and they have to come along with you to something doesn't make them any less of a priority and should absolutely not make them any less valued by you. In fact, my son, he's the, he's the higher value. I needed to have a story. I needed to get an interview. But the one thing that's going to last out of this whole thing was not the photographers. They'll come and go. I'm not going to be working with them and 15 years Mm -hmm. the lady i'm interviewing one time and i won't see her again but my son is my blood he comes with me he lives with me he grows with me so it's a priority thing too like let's not write off our kids or our wife or whatever because we're dragging them along to something we've got to go to but elevate them one thing i always think about when when in terms of that it was um and 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 it falls in line with this but um President Obama, every single time he's with his wife, she's, he has her by the hand, holding her hand. He lets her walk one step in front of him. It's not, it's not even like she's in front of him or anything. It's in honor and regard to her everywhere. And when he's talking or something and she's by his side and she drifts away, you know, he pulls her close, holds her hand and everything. It was an absolute class act it doesn't matter what your politics are doesn't matter Mm -hmm. this was a class act in in treating someone of uh, a member of your family and we i think we all need a reminder we need to be aware how we treat our spouse and how we treat our kids they're not a sideshow they're not just to be dragged along to something but they're they're to be elevated and respected as a person that's part of your inner circle that that needs to be treated that way does he understand like that you you know what you do at the TV station every day and uh, if so, I mean does he brag to other kids about it? <laughs> no, it's, it's cute. He's yeah, I think he knows he knows what I do and he's seen it. Um, he doesn't watch it every day at all. Right. In mm-hmm. fact, my wife doesn't even keep it on at the house, so he he sometimes watches it when he spends the night at um, at my in laws' house. Mm-hmm. At his Nana and Papa's house, they'll have it on in the morning, so he'll watch it then. And so he knows, and he's been in the studio. My last market, he used to come in a lot because I had a different shift. And, you know, I'd have him sit on the couch to the side while I'd be on the show or something. He was interested in it. But, no, I mean, he certainly doesn't talk about it. And, I mean, he's such a cool kid. He's six years old. And he doesn't brag about anything. Like, mm-hmm. kids talk about stuff, and he, he doesn't even respond. Like I, something I loved is he was telling me that there was a, he has a ton of Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kid is, is spoiled and we got to do something about that, but he's super <laughs> spoiled. But, but there's this other kid in his, po- in his class that was like, Hey, I've probably got a hundred Pokemon cards. And I mean, I kid you not, my son's got like 3000 Pokemon cards. Wow. And, and, and he goes and, and yeah, daddy, he told me that. And I was just like, Oh, okay. 
that's cool. You probably have some good ones. And I'm like, man, from a six-year-old. Because when I was six, I would have been like, bro, you got 100 Pokemon cards. I'm like, I got rooms right. of Pokemon cards. Like, you don't even want to know the Pokemon cards I have. And I'll be blowing it out of proportion, exaggerating, and whatever. Um, but I was like, dude, that is awesome. Like, and that is how I want my kid to be. And he's around me a lot. So I hope he's picking up those behaviors from me. Um, and that sort of reaction to things, but I'm like, dude, to have like the character, not to rub it in or brag, mm -hmm. which is the most annoying thing that kids do. <laughs> right. The very first guest was my father. And I asked him this question about, you know, finding a balance between, you know, your career, your, you know, making time for your spouse, yourself, fatherhood, uh, how has uh, that been for you, just balancing all these things at once? My father said, it's, it's unachievable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, what is, what's that been like for you, just trying to find that balance? Uh, you know what? It, it's hard. It is hard. Um, I've tried to be very intentional about like all the decisions I've made in life, whether that when's the right time to have kids, when's the right time to have another kid, like, what career moves should we make? What market should we move to? And saying no to some markets that didn't feel right and that. And, and some, there were some great opportunities along the way that may not have happened because of this or whatever. But, but we always, my wife and I have always discussed what we're doing, where we're going, and trying to be very, very intentional about it. Uh, there was a time in my life where I just went with the flow. Oh, yeah, this is good. I'll do this right now. That didn't work out for me so well. Mm -hmm. And I really do feel like that there's a plan for all of us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like finding that plan takes an intentional effort. It's not just going with the flow. I said, I, I mean, if we go with the flow, we could be blown this way or that way and, and whatever. And maybe it's not the plan, the destination for your life. So we have to see those things coming down the road and, and be really uh, thoughtful about that. So. I, I guess the what was your question again? <laughs> no, 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 just like I said, just uh, have you? Do you feel like you've achieved uh, uh, finding oh. balance, balance, or is it uh, constantly uh, working? Something that you're constantly working at? <laughs> yeah. So in terms of balance, uh, I, we and I, all that to say is I knew that being in this business, the epitome of this was to either be an evening anchor or a morning anchor. Evening anchor, I knew was going to rob me of time with my kids. They're going to go right. to school. I will not see them. I'll be home and they'll be in bed. I'll wake up and they'll be gone to school. And so I was like, the only way to make this work and to get as much time as I possibly can in this business is to be in a morning show. Mm -hmm. So that means I'm sleep deprived, but right. I get a whole day with my kids. And, and I, that was absolutely what I wanted. I need three things. I need a lot of time with my kids. I need to have a successful career and I need to exercise. And what, when I say the three things, time with my kids means also family time, just time with my wife too, which is also another huge priority. But let's just say family time, not just time mm -hmm. with my kids, of course. But those three things were like critically important when we made the decision um, to go from my last market in Salt Lake City to come here or Seattle or Phoenix or Denver, which were all players at the time. And, and, and I'm almost like, this is what we need. I got to be able to work out. I've got to, uh, so, so, you know, I've been able to figure out how I can use like a lunch break at work right after the show to work out. Mm -hmm. And that's again, like 25 minutes. And I'm very like, 
I got to go. I'm going to do this. It's going to get my blood flowing. It's going to give me better productivity and better workflow here at work. You know, you can stand around and talk to each other or eat your food, but I got to go up here and work out and I'll be right back down to do everything else I need to do. And, and same with like after work, it's, you know, I rush home and I'm with my family for the day and where, whether we're going climbing or whether we're talking or trying to educate them because they're homeschooled that those are things I have to do. And occasionally there are things I have to do like out and about or like Mm -hmm. charity work or as an MC at an event. But you know, we, we plan those out and we figure out how this is going to work for our family and we still maintain that family time because if it's not made an intentional priority in your life, it's going to die. It will not exist. And whether that's exercise or family time or whatever, like you have to be so intentional about it. Like I have to do this exercise every day. I have to have this time with my family every day and nothing can impede upon that. I get off work and I delete Facebook and Twitter from my phone um, because I don't want to even be tempted to look at it and scroll at it. It's not useful to me at home. Mm -hmm. It's not something, I I mean, I'd use that for work. And then Instagram I started on too. And I'm like, oh, it's helpful me to have Instagram so I can like, because in many ways in your life or career, especially if you're in the public eye, it sometimes feels like you're only as good as the amount of Instagram followers you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like Mm -hmm. that. So, and it's so messed up, but it's like, you have to have that yeah. if you're in the public it's a part eye of the job. or anything. It's a part of the it job. is. Yeah. It is. And Instagram, like, is the, the amount of followers you have is like a representation of your clout in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, at least on that platform. But some people perceive it as being like an overall. So I don't have many followers on Instagram. And I've been trying to drive that up a little bit. So I left that on my phone and tried to be funny videos and stuff right. with my kids or whatever. And people seem to like them. But... I was doing things to get an Instagram picture or record a video. So I had to delete Instagram off my phone because it's robbing from my time with my kids. Right. Um, and I, they don't, I don't, they don't want to grow. I don't want to grow up having them on their phones while I'm trying to have dinner with them and have a conversation and their teenagers looking at their phone. So I can't yeah. be the representation for that for them now. You're listening to the Father Figure podcast with my guest, Chris Miller, WSMV morning anchor. So we won't go ahead and uh, jump into uh, some of the things that I ask each guest to drop some gems and uh, give some suggestions. Uh, first off, what uh, what is your favorite music or artist or what is something that you're currently listening to that you feel like people should check out? Dude, it's crazy, but like I'm so going old man here. Okay. I've been listening to classical piano on what? Pandora. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> That was so weird. And the the reason why is because I felt myself feeling stressed. Okay. Like, and and like tense. And and part of it's because of the lack of sleep. And so I work out and I want to be like aggressive, aggressive music. So I put in like heavy metal rock and I'm like, no, man, this feels like, like crazy. Like it's like just someone screaming in my ears. Uh So, so I put that off and then I put in hip hop Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, I like this. This is cool. But I was like finding myself trying to like, go with the rhythm right and i was like and it was kind of knocking off knocking me off course a little Mm -hmm. bit of Mm -hmm. what i wanted to get and so then i'm like and i still and there's things that are happening at work that are stressing me out Mm -hmm. you know and people want me to do stuff so i'm like i gotta calm down a little bit so i put on classical piano and realized it did not affect the flow of the way i worked out and it kind of just kept me in a calm state of mind so (laughs) i've been listening to (laughs) classical piano while i work out Okay. Beethoven, well, Mozart, Tchaikovsky, 
Chopin. I mean, it's like whatever comes on, and I'm like, that's what I'm working out. You know the names to the, you know the names to the artists. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I want to. I look at my phone and I'm like, who are these people? Like, right. I don't want to know. Okay. Well, I because I don't. Uh, so uh, I have a playlist I'm curating with all my guests and their suggestions. So we'll make sure we add Beethoven <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to, the, to the playlist. So, okay. <laughs> all right. What's a, what's a, is there a TV show or movie that you uh, suggest that people should check out? I mean, uh, everybody's seen Rudy. I don't okay. want to come out and be so cliche, but there are a couple, <laughs> couple lines in Rudy that I use all the time. Okay. Like when people are talking about faith mm -hmm. and religion, the line I use is from the priest. When Rudy goes to the, the church and he's lighting candles, it was like, Father so-and-so is there. And, he, and Rudy goes, Father, have I done everything I can? And he turns to him and says, Rudy, I've been in the priesthood for 30 years and there's only two truths that I've come up with. One, there is a God. And two, I am not him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I feel like when you really think about those two words, they're, they're kind of powerful. Like it sort of sums up my faith and my mm -hmm. walk. And so, and there are a couple other lines from the movie that, um, that I just love that are so inspiring that can be used to sort of help you get through certain situations in life. So I, it's always Rudy for me. Okay. Is there a book that you're currently read, reading or something that you read before that you like, Hey, you guys should take the time and read this. Book. Um, I, Gosh, I love books so much. And I didn't want to throw out like something that I, I wanted to throw out something helpful. Um, I mentioned Laird Hamilton, who's the big wave surfer. And okay. I realized, I realized he is not in your wheelhouse. He's not. Hey man, I well, I, yeah, dude, like, Hey, it don't matter. Like I said, if, if it, you know, same thing you said, if it can help somebody or somebody could check out, like I said, um, yeah. Yeah. By all means. So he, he's a guy that's a big wave surfer and lives in Hawaii. And he's a guy that I follow on Instagram mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, this may sound ridiculous to you. Like, I'm like, I'm going to follow this guy or read this book, but there's a book about his life called forces of nature. And it's like, it's not a novel or anything. It's just like a, it's like a how to live a healthy life book. It's okay. got recipes in there. It's got exercises in there and it's got like how to I, every, he talks about a lot of the things we talked about here, like yeah. prioritizing your life, making exercise and fitness a priority. And like, your family a priority and it, it's in there and there's some there's some great tips for um healthy eating he drinks a shake every morning like and he makes a certain shake and all that i started doing that when i read the book and i love it it's such a cool way to start the day and just get like nutrients in your body as quick as possible i've just taken so much from that book it's uh laird hamilton's book forces of nature it's about his life so okay um, so it's a one-stop it, shop it, it, I mean, yeah it covers it all it may sound weird to you but it's actually worth checking out or if you're in Barnes and Noble, you can pick it off the shelf and say, what is this talking about? And it's kind of helpful. Okay. Well, I'll put all the links to everything that you suggest into the description of the uh, show's uh, episodes page. So I'll make sure folks have access and links to that, all your suggestions. So um, where can uh, people find you, follow you? Uh, you talked about on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Where can people follow you? Uh, so I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Chris Miller on TV. Okay. That's it. All, all one word. Chris Miller on TV. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Um, 
Well, like I said, I appreciate you for coming on the show and uh, squeezing some time in to, you know, giving us some really key advice. I think one thing I personally uh, got out of this was, you know, you're talking about that whole having that whole five seconds of, like I said, you know, to make the decision to whether or not you're going to work out. And then also prioritizing, you know, making sure that you spend that time for your family because, I mean, that's something I'm currently, you know, dealing with and making sure that at that moment, that I'm giving my daughter and my wife plenty of time. So I appreciate you for, you know, sharing all your, your story. Yeah, man. And this is cool. You're doing this, Daryl. Like, you know, I got a lot of respect for you, man. Like you're working hard in the mornings. So you got this thing going. I mean, I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for you and your new little family. And I know, man, that you're going to just make good decisions and on how to raise that baby girl. And uh, it's really cool, man. It's a fun journey. You're going to love it. All right, man. Appreciate it. Well, you guys are listening to the Fatherly Figure Podcast. And uh, if you're not following Fatherly Figure Podcast, we're on Instagram and Twitter at underscore fatherly figures. So I appreciate you, Chris. And until uh, next time, guys, make sure you drink even more water and stretch. Yes. <laughs>